All right, guys, Justin Brock here with Medicare Gurus, and today we have the distinct pleasure of interviewing um, the world's greatest insurance salesman, uh, Andy wow. Daster, with North American Insurance Services, North American Life Plans, and uh, I am excited because he's been here uh, for about 24 hours now, and we have been talking shop and developing partnerships in a lot of things, a lot of ways that a lot of you will hear about. Um, but right now, we're on Gurunomics, and we want to put out some valuable information that kind of tells the story of North American Life Plans up to their new uh, new brand, North American Insurance Services, the story of Andy, the story of their company, and maybe a little bit about um, one of my favorite people in the world, Eugene Wozniak, um, as well, who is the founder Yep, North American Life Plans. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that. Um, but first, a word from our sponsor. I'm just kidding. I don't have that yet. <laughs> but one of these days, we'll, get we'll have to say right. that. <laughs> no, our sponsor today, North American Insurance. That's Service. right. No, so so tell me, um, Andy, I'll take me back to your you first, the back to the beginning of your insurance career. Where did you start out? I know you've had a diverse. Career, so. I have, but I got to tell you, I'm an insurance guy from the very beginning. This is all I've ever done. When I graduated from college, first thing I did was get hired into the insurance business. I know not a lot of people go to college and go, yeah, insurance, you know, that's that's what I'm going to spend the next 30 years doing. And that's exactly what happened. Um, I started uh, working at insurance companies, um, always in sales. Um, uh, most all of my career has been health insurance, whether that's under 65, Medicare, group, um, has been the vast majority of, uh, of my career. Um, so the first 20 years I worked at some of the biggest uh, insurance companies out there, worked in their home office, uh, distributing you know hundreds of millions, sometimes billions of dollars worth of insurance. I also, I'll tell you, one of the most interesting things I did in my career was uh, when I was at one of the big insurers back in 2005 when the Medicare Modernization Act was launched and the launch of the Medicare Prescription Drug Program. I have never to that date nor ever since ever experienced anything quite like that. I know a lot of agents weren't around back in those days, 2005, gosh, that's over 15 years ago. And that's when Medicare Advantage launched and that's when, uh, today as we know it, and that's when uh, Medicare prescription drug plans launched. But it was the craziest mayhem for a year that I've ever experienced. 20 million Medicare beneficiaries bought standalone Medicare prescription drug plans or Medicare Advantage plans in one open enrollment. Wow. I've just never seen anything like it. I don't know that I'll ever see anything since. I wished I would have known then what I know now because um, it was the opportunity of a lifetime. Then... Um, about uh, 10 years ago or so, um, my business partner and I, Gene Wozniacki, hooked up and met up. We've known each other for a long, long time. Uh, we've been in the business a long time. He did his thing, I did my thing, and we finally decided to do it together about 10 years ago. And uh, he had started up an organization called North American Life Plans. Um, he's the founder and chairman of the board currently. And as you mentioned, we're doing a, a big rebrand because we do so many different things. We wanted to provide clarity that at the end of the day, um, we provide insurance um, uh, to the industry, whether that's health insurance or life insurance or retirement, group medical, uh, all of the above. Uh, I'll tell you, though, um, what I think makes us so different and unique is the fact that we're all about helping agents making a great living. 
We're not one of these organizations that just keeps bringing in the numbers and just hoping and praying that um, they turn into something. We, we really try to understand what agents need, what they're looking for, and then help try to guide them into a variety of different programs that best fit what they're looking to try to do. But the key to all of that is all of these programs are led by elite producers, and that's what we're really about. We're all about having elite producers sharing what they've learned with those that haven't quite figured it out yet. Yeah. And it might be that you've been in the business a while and you just haven't gotten up to that level that you were hoping for. It might be that you're newer to the business. It might just be you're looking to turn that corner. It's why this industry, unfortunately, has such turnover. Mm -hmm. It's because people just can't get over that hump. And, uh, and we're all about trying to help people do that. Going back a little bit, though, um, uh, to the organization, we're based out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We have agents in all 50 states. Um, we have um, really done a great job with not just um, sharing how products work, because I think that's, we we're just kind of having a conversation before the tape started, um, but I think it's not just products, but understanding where they fit. Mm -hmm. Every carrier and product that is um, out there, if it's going to sell, it's got to fit into a certain uh, space in the market and an agent has to understand that and it can be overwhelming. Yeah. How do you keep up with all these carriers and products and how do you know where they fit and which client, you know, they fit the best. Yeah. The days of one size fit all are just, they're over. There's no such thing anymore. Right. Um, we're, so anyway, we're a bespoke industry now. We it, have to really customize things to everyone. And yeah, so it's more difficult to train an agent than ever because it's not like, you know, like when you're talking about 20 million beneficiaries, I can imagine that it would have been a time, and this is the opportunity, would have been, okay, everybody needs a drug plan, they can get one now. Right. Um, the prices were probably six bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, whatever, for a lot of these. Yep. And you could pretty much, they're used to having none, so right. it wasn't a shopping environment. So I could have taken one drug plan and just gone out and enrolled thousands of people in a drug plan, Easy. but now I have these leads to go back like I would have taken that, knowing what I know now, yep. taking that open enrollment to just go and roll, bam, bam, Humana, 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 whatever, right. UH, whoever it was, yep. just enroll, 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 enroll. Then I'm going back to them after that open enrollment ended and shopping MedSups, cross-selling, you know, ancillary, you know, in, in, uh, in a lot, and final expense. Yep. Um, but, you know, that is hindsight's twenty twenty, yep. And, um, you know, one thing that I think... I'd like to hit on North American life plans. Earlier, you were talking about with one carrier, we were talking about having 80,000 policies in force. Yeah. A lot of people boast about how many agents they have. I don't, I don't want to talk about how many agents NALP or NAIS helps. I want to talk about how many policies you have in force there. And I'd love to see if you knew, an, uh, like you had an estimated number. And the reason I say the policies are enforced is because it's easy to say we're, you know, ex-FMO and we have 30,000 agents. And my rebuttal is always, okay, and 28,000 of them didn't write a policy in the last 12 months, <laughs> right? right? Um, yeah. So it's, that, that, that is a boastful number. It means nothing to me. Yeah. Um, they're, you know, because guess what? You're never going to beat, you know, the two King Kongs of the industry with number of agents with right. a contract. And they're all... Some of them are the same agents, you know. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, X company has thirty thousand agents, and another one has thirty-five thousand. But 
you know, 18,000 of them are the, the same, same agents. Right. So, um, but for you guys, when you talk about policies and forces, this, that means your agents are like re legitimately writing crazy amounts of policies. How yep. many policies, you know, do you estimate or, or know pretty close that you have in force amongst, you know, your, your core, you know, top companies? Yeah. And I, I'm not prepared with specific data, but let me <laughs> let me say this. I think it important to understand is that I would consider us to be a boutique. Mm -hmm. We're a boutique organization. We're not trying to be 30,000, 50,000, 100,000 agents. Yeah. Because I don't know how you help 100,000 agents. I, 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 yeah. I don't see how that's you, possible. You can't. You can't, right? Okay, so if you're working with an organization that has 100,000 agents and you want help, mm, yeah, I don't know how you're going to get unless they have, Good luck unless to Unless they have 35,000 employees, <laughs> right. which they don't. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't really know. And, and, you know, that's their model. That's fine. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm yeah. here to talk about North American and, and our models that we're a boutique. Yeah. And what we're trying to do is help agents make a great living. But I think there's something even uh, just as valuable is that we also want our agents to really have a great life. Um, that's why you keep hearing, uh, if you watch any of the testimonial videos of, of any of our elite producers, they'll say it over and over again that this is the one time that they have been able to find an organization where they can make a great living and still do everything that they always wanted to do with their life, whatever that might mean. Um, so many great stories I won't uh, bore you with. In terms of uh, why we've been so effective with a much smaller uh, boutique organization compared to some of these really big ones is inherent in the fact that we're a boutique. We'd rather spend the time to help an agent figure things out, to help them get started, to help them get um, uh, making a great living um, down to the agent by agent level. We're not in the business of throwing out 10,000, 50,000, 100,000. I, I, I don't know how that works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've worked at some big insurance companies and they've you know got hundreds of thousands of agents, but they aren't in the business of helping agents make a great living. Their job is to train on their products. Yeah. Um, and that's what really, I think, sets us apart is the fact that we take the time to understand each agent's needs, what they're trying to do, help them find the right program that fits with how they'd like to go about things, and then team them up with an elite producer that already knows how to do it, that already has has gotten their nose bloodied mm -hmm. with all of the trial and error that's needed. It's hard being an agent. Yeah. It's tough. It's one of the toughest ways to make a living, but it's incredibly lucrative if you can get it figured out, if you can get over that hump. Uh, going back, I still didn't answer your question about our, our policyholder account, but one of the things it also does is it gives us a really deep knowledge of an insurance company and yeah okay so we're not if you know the big five insurance companies look at my numbers they're probably not going to say hey you know north americans the biggest fmo in the country we're not mm -hmm. but what we do have is really great in-depth knowledge of the industry and of the carriers and the products and where they fit and that's what our elite producers have figured out otherwise how do you navigate this mess yeah yeah, and and we, uh, you know, we've dealt with you know, large groups before, and they'll pander to mid-sized groups, and mid-sized groups aren't always groups of producers. Um, yeah, they're groups of like miniature recruiters, and and so um, I like the way your industry, you know, is more catered towards the individual high 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 quality producer. Um, you know, there's. Uh, 
there's there's just not a lot of that. You know, a yep. lot of a lot of times it's always pandered towards the collective of producers rather than focused on the producer. So um, you know, and that's part of why you know we we partner together on, on things because. Um, even us, that's not been my thing is, is going out after individual agents. And the reason I don't do that, we could easily go out and just like sending out contracts, you know, uh, and then some of them are going to get mad at us and release and some of them will stick and eventually some of them will float. And that's like a, a just volume business. But my own name brand and, and relevance, I don't want tarnished by not doing what's best for people. Um, and so you know, you guys are uniquely qualified for that. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's who you've gone after. And it's, it's cool because a lot of guys haven't gone after that, but I think that it's strategic because, you know, you see you, you, anybody could say, Hey, this company over here is doing this. We're going to do exactly that. But instead you said, Hey, nobody's doing this. Let's provide value for these people. And people, you know, weren't doing that. So kudos now. Yep. You got involved in what year in an AOP? Uh, it's been going on almost 10 years now, maybe nine. Okay. So you got involved probably 2011, 2012. Yep. yep. Uh, and Eugene had started in 2007. Seven. Yep. Uh, and at the time, it was a lot of life. Life insurance, annuities, care. long-term care. Yeah. And that was really Gene's background was yeah. more on that side of things. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, so when you got in, what was the... Uh, desire from Eugene by partnering with you was it was it the shift into some of the health insurance side or was it just having someone else um, what I mean I know you had a lot of experience with carriers and product and and sales and that sort of thing um, but what was it that your initiative was when you were brought into the company well first and foremost just like anytime you're developing any sort of partnership yeah. you got to be of like mind right if if you're thinking this way and I'm thinking that way it's never gonna work we're yeah. gonna be constantly at odds so the first thing that um, that I knew it was going to work well is that we think the same way about the industry and think the same way about agents and how to help agents uh, what our strengths were, and you know, everyone's got weaknesses too. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, the partnership um, has been fantastic. In terms of what uh, was trying to accomplish, I mean, I think the organization back at that time was small, had a couple people, a couple agents, and was still trying to find its way, especially in an environment that had largely matured, which are things like life insurance and long-term care, which was a big part of the origin of the company. Well, those industries have matured, and in fact, long-term care in particular has declined over the last uh, 10 years. Mm -hmm. So um, if I think he was here, he'd say we were looking to figure out, okay, well, where are the growth opportunities? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I came in and showed up and said, okay, well, let's start looking to see what those opportunities are. The next thing in line was Medicare, Mm -hmm. and Medicare really grew like crazy. Uh, After that, it was the under-65 side, and then that grew like crazy. And I would probably say our most recent um, big um, expansion has been on the group side. So now we've got our organization really balanced between under 65 health, Medicare, group, and then what we just call financial. The old NALP, life insurance, annuities, long-term care. We just put that in the financial bucket. Yeah. Call it whatever you want. Um, and all four are of equal value to the organization. And from an eight, you might say, well, why agents? Why would they care? 
Well, a couple of reasons. One is that it allows agents the opportunity to capitalize on wherever the opportunity happens to be. And if it's in one line or another line, they can pivot quickly if they've been trained on how to do it. The second thing is a lot of agents don't want to do more than one thing. Mm -hmm. So if they say, I just really like Medicare, well, terrific. Well, we'll show you the Medicare path and we'll get you up and running and we'll show you which carriers to use and how to get trained and all those things. Most agents don't want to do too many things. We're able to support the ones that want to do it all and the ones that just want to get focused on one area. We can, we can go either way. Yeah. Um, same thing, though, going back to partnerships. Um, the reason why I think you and I are, um, are going to work so well together in our new partnership because we are producers and we believe strongly that you can't be telling agents how to do something if you can't do it yourself. Right. Otherwise, you're just some guy sitting around doing videos and you never know how to produce anything. Yeah. Um, that's, I think, why you and I have always had sort of seen things eye to eye. We, we believe strongly that only producers have the qualifications to really explain to other producers how to do it. Yeah. I love when a carrier comes to market with a product and they have not had any advice from an actual producer. <laughs> like, you know, it's one thing to go to an FMO and be like, oh, this is, you know, this is what we think is happening. But I'll, I will talk to you and I've talked to the, the CMOs and COOs of large FMOs before that will consult us when they're coming to product. Right. And I, I started to get to the point where I'm like, you need to pay us. You need to pay these agents because you're, you're taking that information back to a carrier, crafting a deal. But, you know, when you have, you know, a, a group that has people who actually started out as producers. Uh, and for me, you know, we're, I would, I'm, I'd say year before last, I was the top producer in my organization. Yep. Last year, I was a top producer, but not the top overall. I was the number yep. one Medicare Advantage producer for the organization last year. This year, mine has gone down a lot. But because I'm focusing on so many other things and we've added more agents, um, but I still want to produce. I still Absolutely. want to talk to some clients. I still want to do it because I want to. I don't want to ever leave that understanding of the client-producer relationship Absolutely. because it's the rubber meeting the road. And I'm um, the same exact way. Six, seven years ago, I was in the top five of producers in our organization. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this last year, yeah, not so much. Um, yeah. However... Um, as any agent in an organization knows, I still put in business. I still show up on the production report. Yeah. I still work with clients. I still um, try to stay in the game for exactly the same reason. As soon as you get disconnected from the consumer, yeah. you start to lose your understanding of what the consumer wants. And it changes so much. You can't say, you... 20 years ago I produced, so that's why I'm qualified. And there's nothing like, uh, you know, I'll call it the high of... Yeah, maybe. Of the sale. Absolutely. The individual sale. When somebody agrees to buy something from you, yep. it's like fishing or hunting, you know, but I don't like hunting. I'm okay with a little bit of fishing. I like brim fishing because I'm popping them in and out. But I don't know. I, I would say it's funny. I'm not patient enough to do that, but I'm patient enough to sell because the sale for me is so um, rewarding. And so. And know, there's a definitive. You know, line where you, you you got success, yeah, and that's the great thing about sales. Mm -hmm. And and I know you're gonna make fun of me, but you know the and the other thing is, I just love 
the opportunity to help so many people. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not selling, you know, a bunch Snake of crap. Oil. Yeah, no. a bunch yeah. of crap. We're we're selling um We're not Matilda's dad problems. super super gluing a bumper on an old car and sell, <laughs> selling it to the trunk like, like it's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that scene, but Danny DeVito was Matilda's dad and Matilda and he was a car used car salesman. <laughs> and he would in the, the it's a great scene, but he would take uh the bumper's falling off this old car, and he gets a thing of super, super glue, he says, and he super, super glues the bumper, <laughs> the bumper back on, and then they sell and it. And it. The car breaks down, the thing falls off, and she kicks it, um, but he's selling crap, you know, and that's the kind of salesman persona that's right? been out there. So I have a video on YouTube called Sales is Not a Dirty Word um, because I'm trying to reinvent the, the term sales. The sales is me, you know, breaking down the trust barrier to convince you that a product that I believe is best for your situation, I can make you believe that as well. That's what sales is. It's convincing someone. Now, sales can be used to dupe someone. Absolutely. But that's not what it was created to do. Sales was my ability to to get you to trust me, but to actually be trustworthy. And, and the magic happens in individual sales when you are trustworthy because now I've convinced you that I'm trustworthy. We've had the sale happen. The product, you you like the product the after the fact, so you continue to trust me. Now you're telling your friends about it. Absolutely. And everybody in the individual sales world is chasing a referral-based business. Right. Now I think I'm a big guy. like brand, 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 advertise, advertise, advertise because I believe that we need to be chasing um, referrals but then pouring the gasoline on it too and building like an actual brand. You bet. But a referral is still so good. And you don't get a referral duping someone. You get a referral convincing them to trust you and then making them for years to come be glad that they did trust you. And you know, a lot of, so then you have to have confidence in exactly what it is that you are advising your client to do. So if you build that trust, but you don't have the right solution, well, now all of a sudden those are disconnected. One of the things that we do a really great, uh, have a great history of is helping agents that, I'll just say it, are trapped in certain limited opportunity mm-hmm. environments where maybe they've only got one product to sell or maybe they work for an insurance company. They don't really believe that this is the best solution for their clients. And we've had so many of those come to us to help us figure out how to become independent agents. Yeah. We want to be able to be multi-carrier, multi-product, be able to explore opportunities without somebody else telling us, nope, this is the only opportunity that you can pursue. We've helped so many agents be able to break out of those controlled environments where they're just not getting what they need. Yeah. So the, you know, the, the, the captive, um, you know, and there's, there's a different concepts, but the individual carrier captive where they can't sell another company. Um, you know, I, I don't even understand why those continue to exist. The one thing they do well is they bring, they bring quality people sometimes in the industry. They sometimes do. they bring not so quality people in, um, but sure. normally the quality people over time figure out, hey, I have to make a break. And the yeah. break can always be painful, yeah. but the grass really is greener on the other side. You will never find somebody who will go back. No, no. You, <laughs> you, I mean, never you go ask back. somebody that went from captive to broker, how many people you find that go broker to captive? Yeah, it doesn't it happen. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. And, 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 and so, uh, and, and it's all, it, no, the number one reason is being able to, to provide a solution to a client regardless of the carrier. Yeah. I mean, 
I love carriers, and we have carrier partners that I'm absolutely, you know, I mean, we we love all of them. Yep. Uh, every 1099 that our agency gets and that all any agent that we work with gets comes from a carrier. That is where the money is coming from. Absolutely. So I want to keep them happy, and we're not going to go and bash in any carrier. Um, but at you know at the same time, I don't want to work for just one of them nope. because where one of them is strong, another one is weak, and vice versa. In our industry. There's no going back to the day where one carrier can do everything. Even those insurance companies, they used to try to be a jack of all trades. And next thing you know, they're selling this division and that division. And now they focus on one area. So listen to them. They say that they can't be all things to all people. So focus where they do fit and where they are the best fit for your client. And then where other insurance companies fit, focus on those. Now, one of the mistakes that I, I... you probably know these agents too. It's like they'll call up every time another carrier shows up. I need this carrier. I need that carrier. Well, what do you need it for? Well, it's, somebody told me I need it. You don't need a hundred different insurance companies no. if you're an agent. You're just wasting a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, and there's just no way you I can learn some, them all. I got something. To, so I had this the other day. Somebody told me, um, you know, hey, this this other FMO, you know, really wants to support us. I'm like, what do you mean? What What do you need? What do you need? Yeah. You know? um, and and they're like, well, it's just that they're always, you know, sending us emails and calling us and letting us know that, you know, come, you know, TNT Insurance and <laughs> you know, you know, Billy Billy Bob Insurance Group has has this new product, and uh, you're just not telling us about these products. And I'm like, I'm like, buddy, we have an agency with 15 producing agents. And if we're not selling it, you know, short of like a very hyper-specific, you know, local carrier in some area that I'm not in, um, this particular guy was in the same area as us. I'm like, if we're not selling it, we're not going to recommend selling. The reason that so many of these people want you to know about this company or that company or that company is because they're trying to recruit you in with that one, build a relationship, and then get you to move some of their other contracts. And look, I'm not mad at them for it. It's certainly a strategy. Yeah, right. You know? And obviously a lot of them, that's their go-to. Yeah, but it's are they supporting you or are they recruiting you? Yeah. Um, they're trying to recruit you with this value add, only the value add is something that they're having to convince you that you need that I fully believe you probably don't need. Now I'll say this. If any agent's working with me, and I'm, I agree with you, with you, if they think that they need a carrier, then – by all means, bring it to us. Bring it to you know Andy sure. if you're working with him. Bring it to whoever you're working with, and and at least have a conversation. Do you need it? And if you need yeah. it bad enough, and it's a there's a true need, I imagine Andy would do the yeah, same. Sure. They're either going to pick it up, or they're going to have some sort of partner that like because there's some sometimes it'll be like a Wisconsin Medicare Advantage company or something. Sure, sure, sure. I'm not going to necessarily pick it up. I might just tell you you might have to go direct to get that one or something. And but. you know, I guess maybe one of the things that I look at this industry a little differently is rather than just keep showing up with some new carrier. And I, again, I recognize there are FMOs out there that that's all they'll do. Every six months, they're just cranking through some new carrier just to try to recruit. Yeah, I we really spend more of our time trying to find opportunities for agents. Mm-hmm. And yes, a carrier and, a, and the product is one element of it. And you can't, as you mentioned, it's a critical element. You can't go without it. Yeah. But there has to be an agent opportunity. There has to be a market opportunity. There has to be some kind of marketing opportunity. You got to have more than just some new carrier that is coming in to recruit. So uh, whenever agents hear about a carrier or a product from North American, 
it is always alongside, well, here's what the opportunity is. Because if, if we can't clearly communicate what the opportunity is yeah. for that carry, why do you need to add it? Like, if it's not adding to your business, well, then it's not really doing anything. Okay, you got XYZ carrier, and you used to give that same business to ABC. So instead of giving it to ABC, you give it to XYZ. It doesn't yeah. do anything. It hasn't grown your business. Not at all. It's all about providing agents with opportunities to grow their business, not just shifting it around. It doesn't mm -hmm. do anybody any good. That's what I think makes us so different is we're not just looking to – scatter contracts all over the place and hope you sign up and then hopefully some point someday you just fall on the case we're trying to share what the opportunities are keep everybody up to date with how they work and then yeah as we need carriers well then we bring them in we don't let the carriers drive our business and drive our agent force we're driving the boat and we're of course bringing our carrier partners along with us yeah but you can't let them tell you how to run your business you can't have them say this is how you can become successful as an agent yeah that's not what they do they manufacture insurance right. we'll show you how to become successful as an agent yeah. well rising tide raises all ships but you don't want to get caught in somebody else's riptide that's right <laughs> that's right <laughs> so but you've been waiting to say that for yeah, the last five man, minutes i just like that's that's my that's my winning statement right yeah, there that is. put that on a t-shirt said i know <laughs> i like it but uh, no, man, well, it's great to have you in the office. Love to get you on here. Um, and we're looking at, we were just talking before, probably getting together and talking shops. As like Andy said, you know, collectively, we've probably forgotten more than a lot of people know about the industry. And I know that there's a thirst for knowledge. And I'll, as always, that's what we're trying to provide on Guronomics, whether you're watching this on YouTube or on the podcast platform. Uh, but we want to continue to provide information. And if you guys are, you know, looking to reach out to, uh, to Andy's group, um, they have a they're, they're rebranding as North American Insurance Services. So na-insurance.com. Besides na-insurance. So you know, any way you want to reach out to us, you want to give us a call. You can certainly do that. 888-362-1214. You can um, uh, go to our website, which is North American Health Plans or North American Life Plans. Pick take your choice. dot com. Um, and then starting July 1st, they can go to na-insurance.com. na-insurance.com. Doesn't stand for not available. No, it, it does North America. North America. So, <laughs> so I'm thank about you. to get that out of your head, man. <laughs> so starting um, uh, you know, right away, anybody that wants to reach out to them, that's the way to do it. And thank you, Andy, for being on the show, man. It's great to see you. All right, guys. Have a great one.